bottle up. This is the Gridiron Guys Podcast with Anthony Stalter and Super Bowl champion Kerry Davis. Driven by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. Welcome to the Gridiron Guys. I'm Anthony Stalter alongside Kerry Davis, Super Bowl champion with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And this will be our instant reaction podcast for week three. We are recording this on Wednesday, so it, it'll be an instant reaction plus two days of observations there, mm-hmm. Kerry. But uh, let's let's dive into can it. We, can we start with something else, some some other news? What do you want to start with? You, we, we are fantasy football fanatics, right? Sure. There was a game this weekend uh, between you and I. Am I was, were we playing? Were you, uh, yeah. we were playing each other? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I had a terrible week. Day. You, you did. won. Oh, come on now. Come on. <laughs> I'm only <laughs> <all in> three. <laughs> yeah, you are. I just wanted to put that out there. Fair just enough. Just to make sure that, that that is you. The team name. Oh yeah. You, you got a uh, Josh Let's Allen. Nasty. Yeah, that's you. That's me. All right, just making sure. Wow. Uh, just wanted to put that out there before we get started. We yeah, do. I scored 84 points. <laughs> I only scored 108. So yeah, I don't know. Boy, you had Ryan Tannehill four four point one six points. Not great. But Not I matched. Great. I almost matched with Daniel Jones at four point nine eight. Wonderful. The two quarterback league is thriving. It's, isn't it's it? rough, dude. <laughs> yeah. So fourteen. There's fourteen teams. And two quarterbacks. There's fourteen owners. Oh. And two quarterbacks. There's. I mean, there's nothing. It's not enough. It is. It is what it is. Yeah. yeah I got Aaron. Jo- I got Aaron Jones. He's been out the last couple. of I mean, it's. Yeah. It's a nightmare, man. It's football. Uh, well, congratulations. We're, we're, thank though. you. I just wanted to put that out there. Yeah, yeah you sure. you beat you essentially beat Bethune Cookman. Yeah, it uh, wasn't great. You know what? Yeah, Tyler Algier only got you three point nine. And I had to start him because again, yeah. Aaron Aaron Jones Aaron Jones Sheesh. is out. So and I trade I traded Alexander Mat- Madison because I I didn't I, I, I wouldn't I didn't love him. <laughs> um, I traded him for Cortland Sutton, but he fumbled twice and they yeah. And so he scored a touchdown at least. But Did he? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, there's what, that. You know what, Kerry? Might as well start there. Okay. Because Let's start there. I mean, if you're talking about one of the one of the big storylines from last week, it's it's got to be the fact that Miami scored 70. Could have could have scored 73, but Mike McDaniel decided to have a heart against the the former team that he used to be the ball Why? boy for. I mean, Kerry. You, I think they could have scored 85 if they wanted. I think they could have scored a cool 84 points if they really. Pressed and pushed the, you know, pushed the gas. That they, I, I, I've, I'm 42 years old. We're roughly around the same yeah. age. I, I have never seen a team give up 70 points in a National Football same. League game, ever. And so we're watching that game, and you're like, "Ooh, Miami!" First half, like Miami's rolling. They're really good offensively. And you continue to watch, you're like, "Whoa." Miami, oh, well, he's got Stalter dropping keyboards over wow. there. <laughs> Somebody's going to be ticked at that. <laughs> that's how bad wow. the, the Broncos defense yeah. was. He's dropping clipboards and keyboards and smashing things. That sounds Broncos again. <laughs> it, I, I've never seen anything to that extent. I mean, it's it's 35-13 to 13 at halftime, which you're like, okay, that's it's bad, but is it really that yeah. bad? You still got a chance to, to run off another 35 points in the second half and not put up any sort of resistance from this Broncos defense, which I thought was really good last year. Yeah, this team stinks. They're terrible. And I think Nathaniel Hackett is somewhere doing a, a, a praise dance. He's like, "See, it wasn't me. Right? We, 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 they were terrible with me or without me. They are terrible. It is. It is an embarrassing thing to watch in the National Football League right now. Watch this Denver Broncos team. Kerry, they lost. They lost a game last year, fifty-one to fourteen. Oh, it was the it was the the Christmas Eve. Or Christmas Day massacre, they could they've called it. Oh, and then was... you lost seven seventy to twenty. 
So you've lost in in less than what a calendar year? Yeah, you lost a game fifty-one to fourteen and seventy to twenty. You aren't very good. You have to tear it down to the studs. And, and this was a team that defensively, as I said, they. they I want to say they were tops in the league in points allowed. But at this point, Kerry, you, you don't know. You With know giving it up stinks. the 51 points. Right. It, it, that should tell you all you need to know. But like, they are, it does. It stinks. You it, are. It stinks. You're 100% correct. You don't know where the stink, you know it stinks, but you don't know where the stink is. So you have to kind of tear Do it down. Do you not know? You have to tear it down. Do you not know? To me, it, you have to fumigate. You have to completely <laughs> get exterminator because you <laughs> may think you oh it's the trash <laughs> and then you realize that you know there's a there's an old Asbestos. bottle of milk <laughs> that was also in a cabinet and then there was also mold growing behind like you have to completely tear this thing down if you're Sean Payton uh, yeah I mean and he'll have the time to do so I mean his first year as a head coach there whether it's it's whether it's Russell Wilson. Trying to figure out the 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 offensive line, defensive line, linebacker, whatever it is, it needs to be fixed. Yep. Because that that is is inexcusable. You should not give up that many points in the national. Everyone on that team is in the NFL. It's not like college where you got some guys that are go to the NFL, some guys that are going to be doctors, lawyers, mechanics, right. you know, teachers, whatever the case. It's not like high school where you got even less guys that will ever make it, and then some guys are are really just playing for the just because they love the game. Sure. This is the National Football League. It's Every man paid. on that roster is being paid to be there, and you show up or don't show up in that manner. It, it's it's disrespectful, man, and it's yeah. it's sad to be a part of that. And, and again, I don't think it was Miami just pouring it on. Yeah. I think they were just playing football and everything that they wanted to do. That is an offensive coordinator's dream. You know, when we dream, we dream in 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 big plays and touchdowns and fans screaming. That's how our dreams go. And that sure. was an offensive coordinator. If you dreamed up an offensive game plan, scoring ten touchdowns, a total of seven hundred and twenty-six total yards. Come on, man, you almost. <laughs> Yeah, three points of a way to a thousand yards of total Seriously. offense. Come on. I mean, you probably you probably could have scored the century <laughs> mark. What I'm saying. 14, 14 in the first quarter, twenty one in the second, fourteen in the third, twenty one in the fourth. They didn't kick a field goal. They could have at the end to get the record, but I mean, what, what more? What more what can more you say? Do you want? To me, to me though, Kerry, this is why I picked the Dolphins to win the AFC East. But I will say this. I figured they would look good, and we've talked about this on podcast. I figured they would look great in September, great in October, great halfway through November. Then we'll see. Right. And I, I, I won't change my mind on that. Can you be physical? Like Raheem Mozart went off last week. Their backup also went off. Yeah. Can you run the ball in late November when everybody's banged up? Can you run the ball in bad weather? I, that is my question. But but this is why I I like the Dolphins coming in. Yeah. I thought they had fewer questions to be answered than the Buffalo Bills and even the New York Jets when Aaron before Aaron Rodgers got hurt, and of course the New England Patriots. I think the only question that they needed to be answered was to a tongue of Aloha. Was he Can going he stay to healthy? stay healthy? Sure. Was he going to be able to get those receivers that that elite track team worth of <laughs> offensive skill positions? Uh, offensive skill position that he has, was he going to be able to get those guys the ball? Yeah. The answer is yes. And if that's the only question that you've had, 
now defensively that first game you thought oh maybe maybe they got a little bit of problems there but in the in the times when they needed to get to to make a play they did yeah and when you're looking at what they're doing now offensively it is extremely impressive it is it's what I football man if offensive football that is a I'm telling you that's what we dream about to see that many touchdowns that much offense running the ball effectively passing the ball effectively everyone having a good day and that's what they had on Sunday let's go to another story so we'll go big storylines and we'll kind of go go from there right so there's going to be some some games that not that we we don't want to dive into deeply but there's there's some game like I don't, 49ers and Giants for example the 49ers 30 12 yeah <laughs> what, what more what more is there to to, to say I mean if, so again we'll just would we'll kind of hit the Giants and 49ers the 40 the 49ers to me are the best team in football no question they're the best team in football yep. They continue to show that they're the best team in football. They're going to have bigger tests than the ones that they have faced thus far. But you go on the road to Pittsburgh, tough environment, week one. You throttled them. Then you went on the road again in uh, a divisional game against the Rams, and you you took care of business. Then, short week, you turn around... And, and you beat a Giants team that was kind of flying high after the upset. Yeah. Or not the upset, excuse me, come the come-from-behind victory yeah. against the Cardinals. You took care of business, man. Yep. This is the best team in football. H- hands down. Right now, in my opinion, when you're talking about a total team, offensively, defensively, special teams, they do everything. They got guys that get after the quarterback. They got guys that make plays in the secondary. They got one of the elite linebackers in Fred Warner on the defensive side. And and offensively, uh, you pick, pick your, your poison. poison. <laughs> <laughs> Figure out who you want to stop. our brothers yes. from another mother. <laughs> Figure out who you want to stop and then stop him. But remember, there's two or three other guys that totally. they can get the ball to. And it is, it's fun. I mean, I think Brock Purdy is doing a fantastic job. Everyone talks about Mr. Irrelevant. He was the last pick in the draft. Who, who, who can tell? Who cares? I mean, you would take him over a, a vast majority of the quarterbacks. You know, it's maybe eight to ten guys you wouldn't take him over. You take, you take him in a heartbeat over Zach Wilson, who was Zach the number Wilson, two overall I mean, pick. Jimmy G in, in, in Las Vegas, he's leading the league in turnovers. There are guys that, you know, that Brock Purdy could play for, but he's on this San Francisco team, and he is playing at a high level, and it is fun football to watch. When you have that many guys, the thing about offense that makes, for me, what makes offense special is when you can get all five of your eligible receivers in the game plan and a defense doesn't know who to cover. I saw the 49ers line up Debo Samuel in the backfield and Christian McCaffrey in the slot. Those two guys are supposed to be swapped. That's yeah. it. So when you're looking at this from a defensive standpoint, what the hell are we in, man? Okay, so do we put our corner in the in right. the box? It's positionless. It's positionless <laughs> and, football. And now we're going to run the ball at a corner because hey, we we we're in man to man and we got the corner in the box box so he can cover Debo Samuel. Or are we going to try to stay in how zone. we are and yeah. pick your poison? And if you go zone, you're going to, you're giving open space. It's, and they to ran guys a five yard out to Christian McCaffrey for a first down. Yeah, it's so hard to cover and to game plan for an offense where you do not know where the guys are going to line up. That's one of the things Miami is doing well. Also, they don't know where people are going to line up or how to defend it, and so you have mismatches all over the field. When your offensive coordinator and your offense is able to make guys, you know, find guys, find ways to get guys eligible in eligible positions to make plays. The NBA switch kind of trying to transition to positionless basketball. Yep. We're seeing, you know, positionless football in in some yes. respects with some of these offenses. Chargers twenty eight, Vikings twenty four. Minnesota drops to zero and three on the year. But to me, the storyline was Brandon Staley once again. <sighs> How many times, how many weeks in a row now, dating back to last year, has this guy made a colossal F up? 
You know, going back to Mike Williams being played last year in yeah. a meaningless game and getting hurt. And getting hurt. You yeah. know, and unfortunately, Mike Williams now done for the year. Yes. No surprise, but it's it's a shame. He's a good player when healthy, he but he's hardly healthy. But you go back to last year, Kerry. He's playing Mike Williams in a meaningless game. Mike Williams gets hurt. His offense, his offense goes in the tank. Right. You know, when you when you look at uh, the mistakes that he has made with the clock or whatever. Here's the thing: when you are doing the analytics thing, and you and you use analytics, I'm good. I'm good with analytics, but I, for me, I know what they are, and I know right. what they aren't. They're an oper- they're, they're a way to show you percentages. They are not something that should be used to tell you what to do. Right. You know, that's where instincts come in, feel for the game. And Brandon Staley doesn't have a feel for the game. He's kind of like a baseball manager looking on the spreadsheet and saying, well, we need to do this right now because this the is what the spreadsheet. So. Yeah. <laughs> I got no issue. You're going to go for it on fourth down? Fine. Justin Herbert was 40 of 47. You ran a ball up the middle with Josh Kelly, Joshua Kelly, who who had 12 carries for 11 yards, Gary. Didn't make a lot of sense. You won this game, sure, but yeah. it, like, you're – you're playing with fire constantly. He, he has gotten away with some very questionable decisions. I, I think back to, uh, you know, last year against the Browns where Keenan Allen wasn't even at the at the game, but he was at home tweeting, what like, are what are we doing? Yep. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, didn't they have the, the overtime issue where a few years ago where if they just tie, they make it to the playoffs and – they, yeah, they, they made went, a mistake. Yeah. Was that la- was it was two years ago? Was that two years ago yeah. or last year? Two years against ago. the Raiders. Against the Raiders, two years ago in twenty one. Boy, that was two years yeah. ago. Now? So he he has a long history of questionable decisions, and that was after Justin Herbert converted like fourth and 18, it, 12 times on the last drive. It's it's a it's a, a history of it, and so fortunately for him, I think they have worked out more in his favor than not. You know, but I think most people are just questioning when is it not going to work. On the other side, you're looking at a Minnesota Vikings team that has lost now, I believe, three games, three one possession games. You know what their record was last year in one possession games? It was like eleven and one. Eleven and zero. Yeah. And so most people were saying, you know, that's not realistic. You know, you're probably not going to win every single one possession game. Us two were saying that, and so now they're coming back to to normal. They're yep. losing those one possession games, and it's just how football is, man. It, it's it doesn't always feel right. You have an interception literally go through the defensive back's hands for the go-ahead touchdown for the Chargers on yep. Sunday. And what do you do? Last year, that ball is picked or knocked down, and they got to go for it on fourth down. So it just – it's football. It's unfair. It's not right. It's crazy. It's a crazy game. But just watching them and how they're performing, Kirk Cousins is is doing pretty damn good. His numbers he, are always good. They, His they, numbers are always he's good. He's got a guy he throws it to. Yes. And so they're always – and, and they're down. Guys. Yeah. They're usually down, right. so and they're not able to run the ball right now. So I, I, I think Minnesota isn't as bad as their zero and three record, and I, I definitely don't think the Chargers. Uh, they're one and two, and I think they should be zero and three. Yeah, they're not. They're not as good as a one and two record, in my opinion. Yes, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. The in the Vikings, the Vikings are their own worst enemies. We know what the issue is with with Minnesota. They can't get off the field defensively. Yeah, and they they have like seven turnovers in the red zone this year. It's terrible. They they shoot they shoot themselves in the foot constantly. You know they were in that game against Philly last Thursday night and shot themselves in the foot. They should have won this game. Shot themselves in the foot. They're done though. They're done. But I agree. If they hang on to Kirk Cousins, like they're going to be the team later on in the year where they're you know four and eight and you don't want to play them because they, because of be that offense. Yep. yep. Green Bay eighteen, New Orleans seventeen. I think the NFC South overall. 
came back down to earth. Uh, you had three teams that were 2-0 going into this week. Yeah. Saints have a 17-0 lead. But this this offense is not good. And I know Derek Carr, you know, Derek Carr gets hurt. Yeah. But that offense struggled against Carolina. Mm-hmm. That offense struggled mightily against Tennessee. They don't run the ball well. They've got plenty of weapons on the outside, but right. they're red, they got red zone issues. Derek Carr is not getting it done. And we'll talk about another team that's been woeful in the red zone a little bit later on. They had the most shocking upset. Mm-hmm. They were the ones <laughs> upset uh, in, in week three. But there's kind of a theme here with some of these good teams. The Saints have major red zone issues. Right. You, that that's why they lost a game. Not necessarily because Derek Carr got hurt. Derek Carr got hurt when they're seven when they're up seventeen nothing. Right. Gary, run the run the football, get out of dodge and, and go and home. regroup. <laughs> get on the plane, go home, have a celebratory time on the way home, but win the game. You got a special teams touchdown. You should win you should win yes. that game. But uh, that that to me from the Saints perspective is the problem. Would, were you more I guess did you blame that more on what the Saints didn't do, or were you more impressed with what Jordan Love was Jordan Love was capable of doing coming back into that game? Well, you know I like Jordan. You know I like Jordan Love. I thought that Jordan Love. Let me answer your question first before I go off on Jordan Love. I, when you're up seventeen nothing, win the damn game. Yes. When you're up seventeen nothing, you get you throw, you get a lead. Run the ball in the second half, mm-hmm. minimize possessions. You know, I'm not saying go completely go and prevent and play not to lose and all that. I'm not saying that. But Kerry, you know, as 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 a head coach and offensive coordinator for your high school team, you have you get in the second half with the lead. It's all about Take we're playing the, the clock. We're yeah. playing the opponent. Take care of the ball. So I blame the Saints. But Jordan Love and Desmond Ritter did the op. They they switched <laughs> bodies the last two weeks. So Jordan Love last week had mm-hmm. zero passing yards in the fourth quarter that's mm. a game that was handed in his here win this game yeah. and he couldn't Desmond Ritter played like crap for three quarters came alive in the fourth right. quarter did everything he could to win the game Desmond Ritter went to D- Detroit and was awful <laughs> he came back to life awful. came back to earth I guess and Jordan Love stunk for three quarters came alive in the fourth quarter when they needed him yeah that was huge <laughs> I think for Jordan Love's Confidence in his in his development. I agree. Coming back in the fourth quarter, it definitely has to give you a, bo- a boost to knowing that you're able to do it, able to come back and win a National Football League game where you're down uh, and, and you're at home. And so the Green Bay Packers want to win. They expect to win. They expect this quarterback. They don't expect to take much of a step off from, uh, from what, from what um, they had in Aaron Rodgers. So hopefully they'll get the same type of – Effort, not the same type of play, but the same type of effort and the same uh, type of results at some point. I thought I thought Jordan Love did a great job. The Saints will be better this week. They get Alvin Kamara back, so mm-hmm. that helps. On they have they have more weapons again. Jameis Winston is your quarterback now because Derek Carr is out with an AC joint to his shoulder. But I think they'll be better than they were last year. And if you have uh, an elite athlete like Alvin Kamara in the backfield, I don't think they lose that game. Yeah. Unfortunately, they did. Uh, just trying to find ways, but I, I would again, I would give that more to what Jordan Love was able to do than what the Packers, than, excuse me, what the Saints were unable to do. Kerry, I don't know what to make of the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, you go. I got a new favorite player, C.J. Stroud. Yeah, buddy. Out of all the rookies, out of, I love him. I, I know that Anthony Richardson. You know he, <laughs> yeah. you know he's missed. He's missed basically the last two weeks. Yes. He got hurt early in that yes. game last week. I know he's been impressive, but. To watch C.J. Stroud is always under pressure, mm-hmm. and he's and he's and he's just finding ways to make plays. He's not turning the ball over. He's been impressive. Thirty-seven to seventeen at home, though. You're the fate. You're the you're you're the favorite. You it's got ridiculous. all those weapons. You got all, 
and you just stunk. Yeah. Yeah, Houston did. took it took it to you. Yeah. For four quarters. They did. Houston looked like the better team. They looked like the team that you thought Jacksonville would look like. Yeah. More confident, more dominant, getting after the quarterback, getting after, you know, in the past game. CJ Stroud to me, I, I had no no realistic expectations for any of these quarterbacks coming in. They're rookies. You know, it, it, it's new. It, it's the NFL. It's not college. Yeah. You you didn't know if it was going to be Bryce Young. You didn't know if it was going to be him or or if it would be Anthony Richardson. Maybe Will Levis would be one of the guys. C.J. Stroud looks like the real deal. Yep. He looks really good as a quarterback. Uh, last I checked, he was fifth in the NFL in in total in uh, passing yards. He's doing an outstanding job, and I love watching him play football because he is um yeah he's fifth right now in, in passing yards. He looks comfortable. Yep. And he hasn't turned the ball over. And that's one of the most important components to being a starting quarterback, to being an elite quarterback in this league. The coverages that you're going to see are, are going to be much different than what you see in college, right? You're not going to be facing the same coverages, the fa- say, facing the same type of athletes. The athletes are supposed to be much better. But he's taking care of the football. He's finding the guys that he needs to get the ball to. And you know what's not the worst thing in the world? Ending the possession with a punt. Yeah. It's okay. Mm-hmm. If you can't get a first down, it's okay to punt it. It's yep. okay to feel, hit, kick a field goal. He's taking care of the football. What's not okay is turning it over to the other team and now they're in your own zone, in yeah. your own in your in your own red zone with the threat to score or scoring a touchdown because you turned it over. I think he's doing a fantastic job and I am completely surprised by the Jacksonville Jaguars who in my opinion essentially returned everyone and added Calvin Ridley. Yeah. You know what the hell's going on there? That that was that was troubling to me. And you could have lost week one. Yes. So you, so you, offensively, you didn't show up in week two against the Chiefs. This past Sunday, you didn't show up at all as a team. Right. And in week one, the Colts. You should have lost. You're better if you're if if you're facing a better team week one, better yes. overall team. Yeah. And, and I know the Colts went into Baltimore and won, so maybe I'm just disrespecting the Colts, and I, I shouldn't be. But week one, you should you should have lost that one. Now you go to London. And you face an Atlanta team also coming off a loss. It's kind of an interesting matchup on on Sunday morning. I think we're going to find out a lot about both teams in that in that matchup. Uh, but good for Houston. D'Amico Ryan's gets his his first win. Houston nice. isn't isn't as far off as I think a lot of people thought going going into the year. And I think I even took their their win total over. I can't remember what it was. It was I don't a, know. It, it had to be a low number. I might have went up. Uh, we might have. We had to go back and listen. I yeah. don't know. I, I didn't expect them to be. It's a couple of teams with with young players, young coaches that are playing really well. Houston is one of them. We'll talk about the other one later, but this has been this is fun to watch, especially when you're a rookie quarterback and and having fun and doing well. Yeah. Going into your division rival and beating them on the road, on the was, road. A, was a spectacular win for the Texans. I don't know how much time we need on this one. The Browns twenty seven to three over the Titans. Uh, I thought Tennessee was going to upset. I did Cleveland. too. I picked Tennessee. So did I. I thought Kerry. <laughs> maybe you thought the same thing I did. It wasn't necessarily about Nick Chubb. It was what do the, they do offensively yes, without him? Exactly. So yeah. the, Brown, the Browns are coming off a short week. They lost to the Steelers. Mm-hmm. You know, you know better than anybody when you play Pittsburgh or Baltimore, you're going to be banged up. Yep. So then it's they, they, you know they come come back off the short week. Deshaun Watson has not looked good. He's been turnover prone. But the thing that I completely overlooked 
was Cleveland's defense. Yeah. That might be. I like Philly number one. Dallas is taking a big step back. Cleveland might have the second best defense in the league outside of uh, uh, behind Philadelphia. Well, I, I might sound like a homer, but Pittsburgh got a pretty damn good defense as well. Pittsburgh's very good. They are very good. I, but Cleveland's defense, I mean. They're nasty, man. Listen, Miles Garrett is a man amongst men. Like he 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 rushes the quarterback and he feel it feels like when he when it's a passing down, he's either getting to the quarterback or making or putting so much pressure, the quarterback is under so much duress that he's gotta make a, a throw that is not on time, feet aren't settled, it's not going to be a completion. Miles Garrett is spectacular in that role. And you're right. Around. Jim Schwartz moves him around. They, I saw him a couple of weeks ago doing, acting like he was dribbling a basketball, going through his legs over the center. Like, if you're the center and you got <laughs> your head down and you look up to getting ready to snap the damn ball and Miles Garrett is working on basketball moves in front of you, yeah. what the hell are you going to do? What are right. you going to do? <laughs> what, <laughs> what chance help. do you have? Hey, hey, y'all see this? Yeah. It, help. Double help team me. me. Double yep. team. Help me. It, it, it's... They are. They are playing really well. I'm still not sold on the Browns because of the quarterback position. Deshaun Watson hasn't thrown for a 300-yard game yet. He hasn't been in good. His, in his Browns tenure, which you thought he was going to be really, really uh, an elite quarterback. And, and maybe it'll get better without having Nick Chubb, without having that guy you're going to hand the ball to 20, 25 times a game. You may have to put more on the shoulders of Deshaun Watson, but – I don't know that I can trust Cleveland yet. A, yeah. it's Cleveland. B, yeah. it's Cleveland. <laughs> well, you know, and two, um, there were three now. They they have faced Ryan Tannehill. Yep. No offense to your guy, Kenny Pickett, yeah. who, who, who had a really nice game. We'll get to Pittsburgh, uh, who played the Sunday night game, and that offense looked different. Yes. But, you know, Kenny Pickett was not good in week two when they faced him. And then they also faced a banged, clearly a banged-up Joe Burrow. So yeah. they haven't faced a quarterback – you know, I know Joe Burrow's elite, but not this version of Joe yeah, Burrow. They haven't really faced a, a, a QB yet. All right, Colts 22, Baltimore 19. And this is, I feel like you and Jamie Rivers, my partner on the fast lane, you guys continue to beat the drum about, you know, this this offense for the Ravens yeah. uh, not not looking uh, explosive. Yeah. And, you know, you're right. I mean, you look at the, the, the point totals, the Ravens have not been impressive. I think Lamar has played very well. Yeah. You know he's turning he's turned the ball over a couple of times and and once you do that you know you're going to be in trouble. Uh, he this Ravens offense though is is simply not making the plays when they need to. You know they had an opportunity when they stopped the Colts. Yeah, to get a first down, to get a first down, to get, kick, get in field goal range. Getting, you know yeah. I, I know Justin Tucker had the one attempt from like 90 yards <laughs> out. And he nearly like 64. And he nearly like hit a it. Yard short. Like man, <laughs> but you you don't have to get into typical field goal range for right, him right and they they just couldn't they they can't execute they're, they're getting the third and short they're just not they're just not making the plays and then they get past the 50 and it's like the offense shrivels they have they have an issue at running back i, I believe yeah, i think right. not having jk dobbins gus edwards i think got banged up in that game you you lamar jackson can be your leading rusher but he shouldn't be he shouldn't be he shouldn't be your leading ball carrier meaning he shouldn't have the most carries he shouldn't have the most yards uh, you got to have somebody in that backfield that they can hand the ball off to 
10, 15, 20 times a game if need be. Yeah. Right now, they're, they're, I mean, you got you got Melvin Gordon the third there. He he, you know, I, I I think yeah. Melvin is a is a great guy. Is Kenyon Drake still there? Kenyon Drake is I, still I like there. Kenyon Drake as a as a backup. You know, I, I would love, and and maybe this is something the Colts think about. I mean, Zach Moss has been playing really well. There's a guy on their roster that's coming off the pup list pretty soon here. You're kidding. Baltimore should try to go get him. In, in Jonathan Taylor. They need a number one running back. They need a guy to hand the ball off to to make this offense go in the way that it needs to. I don't think they've been explosive. I don't think they've done enough offensively. The, the eye-popping plays from Baltimore, the, the explosive plays, 20-plus yard passes and 12-plus and, and yard runs, it's not been enough of them if it's not Lamar Jackson running the ball and, and breaking guys down after, after uh, a pass attempt. They just don't look good. Now, on the flip side, you give all of the credit in the world to what the uh, Indianapolis Colts were able to do. Starting quarterback out. Gardner, Gardner Minshew, you can say what you want about him. He's a hell of a backup. He's a, gamer. He's, a, he's a backup that could start on a few teams in this league right now. And I think he did a great job. They did a great job. Michael Pittman had a hell of a catch yeah. late there in that game where helmet his helmet popped got up. popped off. Yep. Give the ball to your guys. Find a way to make it happen. Zaire Franklin is a tackling machine. He finds the ball wherever it is. Mm-hmm. And they are being coached really well and playing yeah. really well. Well, we also get – I mean, we'd be remiss if we didn't say Matt Gay, 31-yard field goal. Matt Gay, 54-yard field goal. Matt Gay, 53-yard field goal. Matt Gay, 53-yard field goal. Matt Gay, 53-yard field goal. In bad weather. Yes, like that was one of the best kicking performances. I think I think you're going to see. I agree. Bad weather. We're not talking about being in Denver. He put on an absolute show. It was not great weather. It was the field looked a little soggy. It looked yeah. wet. It was raining. It was a lot of things um, that were not in a kicker's favor, and he just powered through. Can I give a little bit of credit? Because I want to give credit to another guy. We'll get to later. Shane Steichen has that team playing really well. Yeah. And for a first year head coach to have your rookie quarterback out to have your backup quarterback in and to go into Baltimore. You talked about how they played in week one versus uh, the the Jaguars, mm-hmm. a team that they could have beaten. They're playing really hard, yep. and it, it is it is good to see. They beat they beat Houston on the road. No one really, until this week, Texans were like, man. But to go into Baltimore and win that game and to be in the game against Jack, Jacksonville the first week, he has those guys playing really hard, really bought in, and I'm, I, I enjoy watching it. Think about this, Gary. We started off the podcast talking about Sean Payton. Yeah. Shane Steichen, Jonathan Gannon, Gannon, who we'll get to. I always want to say Goodwin. Jonathan, <laughs> uh, Jonathan Gannon. I want you to sit there. Jonathan Goodwin Gannon. is a basketball player for sure, yeah, right? Yeah. That's, that's where I'm going. <laughs> Jonathan Gannon and D'Amico Ryans, who we just yeah. got talking, done talking about with the Houston Texans. Yep. Those three rookie head coaches are vastly, their teams are vastly, uh, outperforming yes. Sean Sean Payton, Patriots fifteen Jets ten. I'm not, I'm not gonna like the, the the horse is dead. I'm I'm not gonna sit here and bang on on Zach Wilson. He can't, the kid can't play. It's unfortunate. He's you know it's a terrible draft draft pick. You want to turn the ball over to Tra- Trevor Simeon or the offense over Trevor? Okay, yeah, no. you can't get much. You can't get much worse at no. this point. Uh, the Jets. We knew as soon as Aaron Rodgers yeah. snapped the Achilles that the Jets were done, and yeah. and they are. They're done. There's nothing and, more to and, say. And there are people in that locker room that believed otherwise. Let me remind you, this is a team. They had a backup quarterback. They had a couple of quarterbacks play last year. Joe Flacco played. Yep. Mike White played. Yep. Zach Wilson played. The team, the offensive line was wearing Mike White shirts yeah. to a game. 
He was the backup until he was the starter. Yep. And when he became the starter, they were wearing his shirt. They they had no desire to see Zach Wilson on that field again. And here we are. And I mean, when you get Joe Namath actually paying attention to to what's going on yeah. in in Jets country and figuring out this guy, no, it's not it. Yep. I ain't heard Joe Namath say nothing bad about a quarterback. They done had some terrible quarterbacks. Yeah, in this their is the one history. he's decided to pick he, he, on. This yeah. is it. He like, I've seen enough. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> that that should that kind of give you a head, right. a kind of an understanding of where, where they are right yeah. now. I'm not saying this is gonna fix anything. Don't don't misconstrue what I'm about to say. But <laughs> if you're if you're the Jets, you call Tennessee, you say, Hey, we're gonna flip you a seventh rounder, give us Ryan Tannehill. And then Ryan Tannehill managed the manage the games, turn around. It, to me, if they get, if they just, if they, if they find a veteran starter, just, just do that. It's that not, actually it can't might be, not be a bad idea. It can't be Trevor Simeon. I know that Kirk Cousins sounds better. I get that, but I don't know why they would trade Kirk Cousins. Yeah, they if, still feel like they have a chance. If you're, if but it, you know, you're the Titans. You've got, you've got Will. Uh, you've drafted Malik two Willis back to back. Yeah, Malik you Willis behind you, and figure that out. And uh, <laughs> you know, the kid from Kentucky, Will Levis. Will Levis, but. Yeah, it's bad. And the Patriots are just, they're, they're not impressive, man. No. They're not impressive. Mac Jones. I think Mac Jones has regressed. Somebody on Twitter, a uh, guy named Ryan, who I appreciate, he's a huge Alabama fan. He's like, why are you so down on Alabama quarterbacks? To me, Tua, I think, is a perfect fit for Mike McDaniel. Yeah. I'm not down on Tua. Yeah. Mac Jones Mac Jones has had opportunities to win games for the Patriots this year. And he, he, he's, been, he's been the epitome yeah. of fine to below average. Yeah. I don't think he's, I don't think he's progressing. And we, and we can't we can't blame the, the OC because Bill Bill O'Brien knows what he's knows doing. Football. He he he's done a great job of having explosive offenses and finding ways to get guys open. Yeah. I think it's that and and their skill position guys. I mean, they haven't figured out a way to really attack defenses with their skill guys, and they they haven't, in my opinion, they haven't done a really good job of either drafting or developing their skill guys yeah. over the last. I would say the last. No, they can't. Bill Belichick has never had. Belichick has never drafted a guy in the first round, second round, whatever that has made skill position wise. Right. That has made an impact. The thing that and the reason why I say drafting or developing because they had Jacoby Myers and Jacoby Myers looks, he looks pretty darn good, good in yeah. Las Vegas. So either you're not drafting well, yeah. or you're not developing well, one or the other. And it, if Jacoby Myers is having success. In, in in another place, that means you're not developing well enough because you drafted him. Yeah. But he's ha- he's having more success in another place than I feel like he's had uh, than he else? had in, in 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 New England. Yeah, I agree. And and, and Rob Gronkowski and Aaron Aaron Hernandez obviously had yeah. you know I mean Rob Rob Gronkowski's the best tight end they ever. Had a good quarterback there though. They certainly did. <laughs> if you're if you're the Patriots, though, you know you got Hunter Henry and you got you got Mike Gesicki. If you want to do the two tight end thing, do the two tight end thing. Yeah. Just I, but but. Yeah. Everybody else, Juju Smith-Schuster, Kendrick Bourne, you kind of got the same guy at every Keyshawn position Booty, right now. Like they, yeah. yeah, they got. Yeah, yeah. Uh, moving on, the Bills thirty-seven, the Commanders three. No, was, uh, to me, kind this of isn't a surprise. That was kind of impressive. I don't. I don't. To me, I don't. I, I'm not a big fan of Washington. They struggle with Arizona. They struggle with. De- we but know how won. bad Denver is. Yeah, you know, yeah. like they came back. And how won. good? How good does that win look now for for Washington? Yeah, maybe not great. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, like the win over Arizona <laughs> almost looks more impressive. Yeah, you, this is true. You come back to beat Denver, and knowing Denver is not really good now. Yeah. And Denver actually had a chance to tie that game. Yeah. Right? yeah. 
You gave it, up a hail mary. Hail mary. And then you mugged. You mugged the uh, and they the tight end or receiver. Yeah. I think it was the tight end. I, I think it was more impressive on the Bill side of things. Sure. Because defensively they got a, they 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 played really well. They got four interceptions from from Sam Howell. One of them pick six. They they did a really good job defensively um, for for the Bills and and Josh Allen. He the one thing that I will give uh, credit to Ken Dorsey for the OC of the Buffalo Bills. You know who's the leading rusher? Who who's been running the football? They are handing James the ball Cook. to yes. Yeah. And that, to me, is the most important thing for this Buffalo Bills team. You pay running backs to to run the football. You don't have to pay your quarterback to be your quarterback and to run the football, to be your leading rusher. They're handing the ball to James Cook. He's got 44 carries this season to Josh Allen's 12. To me, that's a win for the Buffalo Bills. They are actually handing the ball off to a guy that gets paid to run the football, and they're doing it pretty effectively. So if they can continue that, I think they'll be in good shape. They don't have to put Josh Allen in a position to to make the the big play every single time because yeah. he seems to me like a guy that if you if you tell me if you put it on me, baby, I'm going. Yeah. I'll do it. I'll get, do it. I right. promise I will. He, he's trying to he's trying to get <laughs> and I don't need you fourteen to. points every yeah. every throw. I don't need you to do it. Yeah. I just need you to do what we ask you to do in the offense. And I think when he does that, when you give him a solid game plan where he doesn't have to be the hero. I think he, you think you get the best version of Josh Allen and the best version of the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, I think that's a great point. Uh, Lions 20, Falcons 6. Uh, credit to the Lions here. Um, local product, Sam Laporta. Great game. Put on a, put on a show. Uh, he, he caught a touchdown pass where the nearest defender wasn't within 30 yards of him, so coverage <laughs> breakdown there for Atlanta. But I thought it was more impressive what they did defensively with three guys out. I mean, they had, they had both their safeties out. Yeah. They had um, – uh, Gardner Johnson, he's been, you know, he's on IR. I mean, they, they were really banged up, and they bottled up Bijan Robinson. They took out Atlanta's running game. Uh, Jared Jared Goff made just enough throws to, you know, win it. And again, Laporte put on put on a show. So credit to the Lions, and you bounce back after the loss to Seattle, and you, you needed that because now you got a short week at Green Bay. Yeah, Atlanta. It, to me, it, it's it, they'll be looking for a quarterback in the draft. You have to. Yeah, you have to, and at some point, I think we are we are going to see Taylor Heineke. I don't think it's going to be within the next couple of weeks. I'd be interested to see where their bye week is. I think it's a little bit later. Um, but Kerry, you know, as we get older, I think you you look at a person, and you say, you know, I think one of the secrets to life life is that that person. You you look at a person, and you say, that's who they are, right? And I and I accept I accept who they are. That's who they're going to be. That's Atlanta. Do you you kind of got to accept who they are. Do you feel like, and I, you're an Atlanta Falcon fan, so I, do you feel like the two draft picks over the last couple of years of Drake London and Kyle Pitts were wasted? Yeah, of course. And, and, and because you, you, you're you not really getting the first round uh, uh, production. No. From those guys. And, and I, don't I don't think it's their fault. I don't blame them. I don't think it's their fault. Yeah. It, but – you're not getting it, and so you got those guys there. You need to give them the ball. Yeah, you drafted them. You need to give them the ball. You're giving B. John Robinson the ball. Well, he only had ten carries, which I don't they, know. They abandoned the run. I don't they, know how. I don't know how you how you lose twenty to six in your your. What are you? What is your? I would love to know. <laughs> what is the philosophy? Yeah. If you're the Atlanta Falcons, I, I think you got three first round guys, and and they got what is this? 20, 20 touches between them? Is that right? 
Sounds about right. Yeah, 24 touches between On those Sunday? three guys. Yeah. Yeah. 10 carries, 14 touches for Bijan, 10 carries, four catches, five catches. I'm sorry, no. Five catches for Pitts, two for 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 Drake London. So, yeah, 20, around 19, 20 touches. I mean, Kerry, I hated, I hated the picks. That's ridiculous. At, I hated the picks at the time. That's ridiculous. You spend you spend a fourth overall pick on Kyle Pitts when you don't have a defense. Mm-hmm. Then you turn around the following year and you spend the seventh or eighth overall pick yep. on Drake London. Again, nothing against London and Pitts. You're not good enough to be drafting a essentially a wide receiver who, right. who's who's you know he's labeled a tight end, okay. but Kyle Pitts is a wide receiver. Correct. And then another wide receiver, and then turn around and select Bijan Robinson, and I, and and all these players I think are are, are going to pan out. But you're a run first team, right? You're a run first team with an offensive line who can't pass block. Yeah, all they could do is go forward. It's we had the conversation yeah. last week about that. So I think what happened there is in Detroit specifically. I think Arthur Smith got away from he he kind of toggled back and forth. I think he ditched the run early because mm-hmm. Aaron Glenn's defense was giving it to him. Right, and then. Later on, you saw him take the ball out of Ritter's hands. Leave the leave the ball out of his hands. Leave the ball. You're. We joke about it. You're going to run on third and six. Yep. You're going to run up fourteen points. You're going to run down fourteen. That's who you are. And your defense is actually pretty good. Yeah. Jesse Bates had another pick when the game was still somewhat, you know, uh, in check. And you know, the, the Falcons I think went backwards offensively. So not good. But again, credit the Lions, and we'll see how the Falcons do against the Jaguars in London. <sighs> Seattle thirty-seven, Carolina twenty-seven. I think the the one of the storylines here is that Andy Dalton looked pretty good in that offense. He does. Him and him and um, but he should. He's a veteran quarterback. You he, know, he is a he is a veteran quarterback. Him and Adam Adam, Adam Thielen have a had a really good connection. They turned back the clock for, <laughs> for a second. <laughs> he gave you the best game he's had in a while. He he played really well. Um, but I don't expect much from the Carolina Panthers. I, I was really happy with Kenneth Walker ran the ball really well. Yep. Geno Smith, uh, I thought did a really decent job. It, I don't know what this NFC West is weird to me. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, other than the 49ers, right? The Rams were supposed to be bad, but they seem okay. Yeah. The the, the Seahawks were supposed to be good, but they yeah. seem okay. Ish. Right. And Arizona was supposed to stink, but they actually look really good. Right. They're playing really hard. I don't know what to think about the NFC West. NFC South, uh, the Panthers, I don't have much. I mean, you got your second string quarterback, Andy Dalton, who has been around for a long time. Yeah. I think he was, he's like top 25 in passing yards now. He's been around oh, that really? long. I think so. I, I think he's been around a while. He's got yeah. a lot of games under his belt, but Seattle took care of business. They did. The they other did game we can kind of skip is the Chiefs 41 to 10. I'm I, I'm not going to beat up. No, let's, Just like, let, let, let's, let's talk about it. All right. Let's talk about the Bears and what they I don't care about Except Taylor Swift Justin and, Fields and, now and that. Travis Kelsey yeah, I, mean, I, not, I don't want to do that, that. that that's fine whatever right. but let's talk about the Bears All right. and at least let's talk about Justin Fields and this this offense what is it go Kerry <laughs> you can't you can't call did you see some of the plays what is it did you see did you see how wide open Guys were what are what is, what's going on? What do we talk about with Bryce Young? What did we talk about with Bryce Young? Why did you and I like Bryce Young so much? Because he he knew he played in an offense that allowed him to find receivers and and know understand what football was. I, I, and he processed. He, he was pro- able to process. Bryce Young processes. I know. I know he hasn't looked impressive thus far. 
But Bryce Young processes information quickly. Patrick Mahomes processes information yes. quickly. Brady, Manning, Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, they process information quickly. Fields is standing in the pocket waiting for somebody to be open. And meanwhile, he's got somebody open. open. Yeah. And then he takes, you know, he he ducks down and takes a hit. Like he's not seeing the fields. And then he comes back last week and says, "Well, you know, I got I just got to be me." No. Yeah. You you have got to get up to, to speed. I would love to sit in that meeting and kind of listen to what the the Sorry. The, <laughs> the the miscommunication or the misunderstanding or what's taking place in that offense that he's not seeing or not understanding because here's the thing. He's your starting quarterback. He he's the best one you got. We've talked about other teams. Zach Wilson. I, I bet you the New York Jets would love to have a Justin Fields. I, I think there are a few teams in the league that would love to have an athletic quarterback with an arm and the ability to do what he does. So then it becomes, as an offensive coordinator or as a as a coach, how do I maximize what he does best? I can call the best plays in the world, Anthony. If if my guy doesn't understand it, what difference does it, doesn't it make? Yeah, it doesn't matter. So yeah. we can blame Justin Fields for his inability to see a wide receiver wide open across the field, but guess what? He did that in practice too. He right. did it in he did it th- throughout the week. That wasn't the first time. Yeah. And and as a as an offensive coach and as an offensive coordinator, sometimes we get so stubborn, oh, he'll get it on game day. No, the hell he won't. No. He's never gonna get it. If he didn't do it in practice, right, or if he doesn't understand the, the, the concepts of where the guy should be and when to throw the ball, then guess what? You have to do what he does best. Cause there ain't another one out there to go find. Ask the Jets. They're looking. Yeah. Ask the Broncos. I'm sure they're looking as well. Where can we find it? It ain't, ain't none. You got one. You better figure it out and figure out how to max, maximize what he does well. Yeah, I agree. Uh, moving forward here, we we didn't talk about this one earlier, but we've alluded to it a co- several times now. Cardinals 28, Cowboys 16. <sighs> Cardinals, are, they're, they're coached well. They're playing in every I game. I love it. Joshua Dobbs, I heard an interview today on uh, Mad Dog Radio, and Joshua Dobbs is a... I didn't. I didn't know this. He's a like rocket science. He's a rock. Yeah, he's a genius. He's yeah. a rocket science. A, a literal genius. Yeah, like he's in, extremely intelligent. I, I'm listening to him. I'm like this guy. <laughs> holy smokes! And and he's doing well. But but to me, Kerry, uh, taking nothing away from the Cardinals, one of the bigger storylines is that the Cowboys right now are three for eleven in the in in, in the red zone in the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I read an article where they were talking about well. You don't have Ezekiel Elliott anymore, and you don't have uh, you know Schultz. You don't have you don't have Dalton Schultz yeah. anymore. You've got a, a Jake Ferguson looks right. looks more than capable. You still have CD Lamb. You still you know you got Brandon Cooks. You got Tony Pollard. You've got guys. Right. Don't don't give me that. This to me is a Dak Prescott problem. Quarterbacks, quarterbacks win on third downs and and in the red zone. Yes, I agree with that. And you saw when the game was still hanging in the balance. Dak fed one to the defender. I mean, he hit him right in stride in the end zone. <laughs> yeah. he, he, he he forgets what color jerseys they wear sometimes. To Although me, they don't have a red, so I don't know why they why he would throw it. Yeah, to them. why he threw it there. <laughs> the red zone has been a major issue for Dallas, especially inside the ten. See, I'm going to go opposite for this one because I want to give more credit to Arizona, who, in my opinion, has played has played so hard in every single game that they have been in this year. No doubt. With an opportunity to win. And and I mean, you look at what they did against the Commanders. They they pushed them to the brink. We didn't we don't know what the Commanders are. We we didn't know. We still don't know. The the New York Jets, they were up 
the entire first half. They were beating the hell out of the Giants where they had to make a, a, a great comeback to win that game. And so they're they're building. They're a young team. You got a quarterback who I guess you could consider a journeyman. He's been around. He's been in the league for a few years. I think this is his fifth year, probably his fifth or sixth team. But a guy that never really got an opportunity, and now he's getting an opportunity without looking over his shoulder, without worrying about – uh, when is the starter coming back? He's hurt, and they don't really like him. Yeah. So <laughs> he don't have to worry about that. Yeah. This team under Jonathan Gannon, they are playing so hard, and it is amazing. It is beautiful to watch. And to go and to beat the Dallas Cowboys at home to, I guess, keep Micah Parsons under control a little bit. Now, I'm sure some people will say, oh, well, they didn't have Trayvon Diggs. He's out for the year. Maybe. You still got your ass kicked. You, you still got it handed to you by a team that is – was projected to finish last in in their division, and so and yours projected to potentially be first or second in yours. I really I would rather give more credit to what the Arizona Cardinals were than what the Cowboys were not. Sure, because I said it before. I didn't know what the Cowboys were going to be. They beat two teams that, nah, you know, they beat up on the Giants and the Jets as they should. Yeah, both of those offensive lines stink, and so they did what they were supposed to do. For me, this was more about what the Arizona Cardinals did versus versus what the Dallas Cowboys didn't do. All right, uh, three three games. We'll move somewhat quickly. The Steelers beat the Raiders twenty three to eighteen. Yep, J- uh, carries carry Steelers win. Josh McDaniels is being criticized for not going for it on fourth fourth and four. Yeah, I my bigger problem, Kerry, was that he he went for it on I think a fourth and six with about thirteen minutes to go. You could kind of see the process that he had about, okay, well, I don't have to go for two if I kick the field goal right here right. at the end of the game. You had that same decision earlier in the quarter. Yeah. If he kicks a field goal, he doesn't have to worry about going for two. You still need two touchdowns. So to me, it didn't make a lot of sense to kick the field goal there but not kick it earlier earlier in the game and assume that your defense – either way, you're assuming your defense is going to make a stop. So uh, I thought that was I thought that was bad. Jimmy Garoppolo wasn't good, and credit the Steelers. That offense looked much better. I, I will say I didn't have a problem with it, you know, because and, – and this is coming from a Steelers fan. I didn't expect the Steelers to pick up a first down. I just didn't. When they have to run the football, they cancel it. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Like if, you, if you're telling me the Steelers have to run the ball – and they're going to run the ball to pick up a first down, which they were in that situation because you didn't want to have uh, the Raiders keep all of their timeouts or keep a couple of timeouts. You're going to run the football. Yeah, I, I didn't have a problem with that. I think he thought the same thing. They cannot, they will not run the football effectively. And so why would I worry about, I'm going to get this ball back with two minutes um, and, and we need a touchdown to win the game. So I didn't have, a, I personally didn't have a problem with it. I understood why he did it. Your quarterback can turn the ball over three times. Yeah. And so you're telling me I got to pass and I got to get in the end zone and the opposing team knows it and he's already given the ball to him three times today? Yeah, no. I, I'm not. Go- but he's also not going to say that to throw his quarterback under the bus. Jimmy right. G is leading the league in interceptions right yeah, now. He with doesn't six. look comfortable. He doesn't look good. He doesn't look comfortable. They got uh, a couple of penalties in that game that gave them extra life. They gave a, a Minka Fitzpatrick penalty, which oh, yeah. I, I hated. They gave a, a, a jumping over the pile penalty on yep. the field goal before they decided to kick the next field goal. So if I'm if I'm Josh McDaniels, I understand why he made that decision. Looking at how poorly. His quarterback had played in that moment, and you knew. And here's the other thing. Let's be honest. Let's be completely honest. If they go for it on fourth down, who is the ball going to? For the Steelers? No, no, no. For For, the the Raiders. Raiders. Devontae Adams. Everybody in the damn stadium knows it, right? So why (laughs) – 
<laughs> no. He's already thrown three picks. I know who the ball is going to. We got to throw it. Yeah. That's not that's not in my favor. Let's kick this field goal. Let's force this Pittsburgh Steelers team who does not want to run the ball and yeah. cannot run the ball well to to run the ball three times and hopefully we get a stop and get the ball back. That's how I looked at it. I didn't have an issue with it. And I know a lot of people are criticizing it. I didn't have a problem with it at all. Two Monday night games, Eagles and Bucks. The Bucks are who they who we thought they were. They are. I mean, the ba- Baker Mayfield situation, he has played well, but he played well against Chicago and he played well against Minnesota. Yeah. To me, the the Eagles, the Eagles run defense is outstanding. And the Buccaneers game plan was run the ball. Yeah. Which tells you all you need to know about Baker. They got they got Mike Evans, they got Chris Godwin, they got a, a very good young tight end in Kate Otten. And Baker Mayfield threw the ball 19 times and they were down virtually the entire game. That tells me all we need to know about Baker Mayfield. Defense for Tampa Bay is pretty good, just not good enough against a Philly team. And Philly and Philly rolled. Philly looked really good. They they they're starting to one thing we talked about John Gannon, we talked about Shane Steichen. Let's give some credit to Nick Sirianni. He is he is a a coach that has already taken his team to a Super Bowl. Uh what's this? His third or fourth year? This is his third year, I believe. It, it, and he and we and he made the playoffs the the yes. one year that Hurts was a rookie, too. So you got a coach that is third year in already has a tree forming with two great with two coaches that are going to be really good in this league and they are finding ways to win and he's a realist he 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 understands look we're not going to be at tip top performance peak performance week three we're still building on this we're, we're AJ Brown didn't get the ball the first two games yeah. we got to find a way to get him involved in the game plan which he did, did. In, in week three DeAndre Swift said you know what Kenneth Gainwell if you're going to take days off I guess you won't be playing anymore I will be the lead back from here on out and he's playing extremely well handing the ball off to him which man, I don't know why Detroit didn't do that it made sense to me but for whatever reason, they chose not to. Yeah, he is doing what what was expected of him the last couple of years. He's doing that now. Offensively, what where where is the? We talked about San Francisco and them having a lot of key positions and guys they can get the ball to. Philadelphia has the same thing on the offensive side, and their defensive line may be the best in the league. Offensive line, defensive line, probably the best combination of any team in the NFL. Good luck. Uh, then the Rams and the Bengals, a good good win for the Bengals. They needed that one. Joe Burrow's not healthy though. No, he's not. I mean, you're you're all of his all of his throws are out of shotgun. He barely put you know any weight on the back foot. That's a problem. The, the, again, credit the Bengals. Trey Hendrickson just destroyed the Rams' young tackles yeah. there. That was a that was a clinic that he put on. But uh, the the Bengals aren't going anywhere. You can't. It, it, Joe Burrow can't throw the football right now. I would say the good thing that come out of that is he didn't re-aggravate it, and so yeah, as true. as you go on, uh, you don't Joe Burrow. This for those that he doesn't have to practice every single day, meaning he doesn't have to take all of the reps. He can take mental reps. He's been in the league long enough. He's been an elite quarterback. He understands that offense. It's not changed, so he doesn't have to do the the day to day, which means he can get he can get off his feet. The important thing was he didn't re-aggravate it in that game, so now he's a week closer to being 100% healthy. And yeah. and the more weeks you can stack on top of one another without stretching it, straining it, hurting it again, he'll be okay. I, I mean, where are we going in week four? Let's say by week eight, you'll probably see the, the 100% version of Joe Burrow if he has no setbacks in practice or in games for the, for that, for that remainder of but that time. But you're one and two, your margin, your margin yeah. for error and, is, and is I think little. they'll be okay though. I mean, the, this weekend was a was a tough weekend for the for the AFC North. I mean, you got yeah. the, the 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 Browns won, but 
do you trust the Browns? Do you think that well, they're you, a team? Yeah, you're still without you got the Nick Ravens. Chubb. Everyone is right there. I mean, they yeah. lost the first two games in the division, but I don't think it's and that Steelers much of a concern. Won, but they still got issues. There you go. Yeah. And, and the Ravens put on film that they got some issues as well. Yep. So you're back, but you're not as far back as you as most people will probably think. That's Kerry Davis. I'm Anthony Stalter. Thanks for listening for the to the Gridiron guys. Uh, we'll be back next week for more instant reactions. We appreciate everybody listening, and uh, we'll continue to build this podcast. But for now, for Kerry Davis, I'm Anthony Stalter. Thanks for listening to the Gridiron guys. Thanks for listening to the Gridiron Guys podcast with Super Bowl champion Kerry Davis and Anthony Stalter. Driven by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. Check out the Gridiron Guys podcast page at 101ESPN.com.